Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Playlist Podcast, a weekly discussion of films and TV. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Mike D'Angelo and Brian Farver. Are you two ready to explain to the listeners why you think all DC films suck and how you're hashtag Marvel bros for life? <laughs> oh. Hey, if you're going to say anything bad about Stamp Day for Superman from 1954, then what? I think I have to leave this discussion. What? Okay, what is that? 18-minute <laughs> no film made by the U.S. Department of the Treasury. It's uh, with George <laughs> Reeves. It's it's in the public domain. It's a, it's a questionable film. Wow. Are we okay. talking about that tonight? No, no. <laughs> uh, actually, I, that was just a joke because I don't think you guys hate DC movies. We're not here to talk about the debate between Marvel and DC, but no? this no this week oh. we do have superhero films on the brain, but not the ones with the quippy Avengers over in the MCU. No, we're talking DC and Warner Brothers superhero films. With the Snyder Cut in the rearview mirror, we figure now is a great time to close the Zack Snyder chapter of the DCEU and oh, talk about what's... You just made some fanboys groan by saying close the chapter on that. Ooh, there's, well. still, there's still two more chapters, man. Two <laughs> more chapters. Jeez, release the Snyderverse, baby. 30 seconds into this. And you're already... <laughs> Here we go oh, again. <laughs> As I was saying... Now we're closing the chapter on the Zack Snyder DCEU, and it's time to talk about what's coming in the future. So over the course of this discussion, we're going to briefly talk about all of the films and TV shows Warner Media has in development, and which we believe are no-brainer hits, which we think are a bit questionable, and which hopefully never see the light of day. And though personally I've been tough on DC films in the past, we are really going to try our best to be as positive as possible. As the three of us are all big superhero fans, and we always want these films to succeed, right? We can agree? No. Yeah. No? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes. Hashtag cool. I want to see all these. Okay. But before we talk about how a solo cyborg film's never getting made and why Joe Manganello might be the unluckiest superhero actor of all time, I got to tell you that the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your favorite shows. Okay. So in hopes of keeping us on topic and in some sort of orderly fashion, we're going to go through a list of upcoming DC superhero projects in chronological order as best we can. And we're going to try to cover as many as possible in detail, but odds are some of these are going to get brief mentions. And that's because we want to keep this to under like eight hours of a discussion. So <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> no, no, we, we've got we've got places to be. But if the listening audience would like to read an entire rundown of these films written by myself, you can do so over on the playlist where I went ahead and wrote about the current status of each and every one of these projects in more detail. It was fun. 
Hey, question mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very questionable. <laughs> and also, a special rule for Mr. Mike D'Angelo. What? If you mention Justice League's part two and three, yeah. just to get me riled up, you will be asked to leave the podcast. I'm not falling in your Snyderverse trap. Uh-oh. Uh, I see how it is. Yep. Okay. So, with that preface out of the way, let's start with a real quick history of the current DC film strategy. This iteration of the DC film universe began in 2013 with Man of Steel. From there, it continued a few years later in Batman v Superman. And they, at that point, it unveiled this really ambitious slate of films that included multiple Justice League movies, a Green Lantern core movie, Cyborg, Flash, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, uh, Shazam, Black Adam. The, it was a really impressive, very ambitious slate of movies. But as we now know, those plans fell apart pretty quickly, with only a few of those coming together, with Wonder Woman and Aquaman being kind of the big hits, and Justice League, well, not so much. So now, the strategy over at DC Films seems to be a bit of throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks. With soft reboots, alternate universes, brand new franchises, basically we're looking at a DC film universe that's very scattered, not very cohesive, which may or may not be a good thing. We'll just have to see how it all plays out. So before we go into this laundry list of films that are in development, I want to ask you guys real quick to just sum up where you want to see the DCEU go in the future. Let's start with you, Mike. <sighs> well, I can't mention certain things. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't really care to see the rest of the Snyderverse. But in all seriousness, what you were saying is it's not very cohesive. There's not really like a through line here as far as the movies go. I mean, it, it you could say there's a loose one, but I mean, they don't have a Kevin Feige at the helm, so they don't have uh, like a unified universe. They they hire directors that are interesting choices, and then they meddle with their visions. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> what they need uh, to do is stop fucking meddling and let trust in their decisions in in their interesting filmmakers to to make a movie that's gonna work. You could argue that they they stopped that recently. I would argue. It looks like with the Suicide Squad, we'll get into that. It looks like James Gunn kind of had free reign. Uh, yeah. You look at something like Joker, Todd Phillips clearly had free reign. The Batman, they seem to have free reign. So no. I think I think maybe, you know, we're looking at, at the past and not even the distant past. I mean, Birds of Prey kind of got meddled with. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I agree. And, and hopefully they change, right? And, and they have some kind of cohesive vibe to the universe something that i don't i'm not saying they all have to feel the same but they should at least feel like they are of one one piece of a whole and that's something we're certainly not really getting in the the movie so far okay brian what would you like to see moving forward i i think about you when you ask that question i i think back to you know the time before the time before all of this i think back to 2008 when the mcu kicked off at the time, we were already knee-deep in Christopher Nolan's uh, standalone universe, and that was fine. There was no real—yeah, we would have loved to have seen Superman be a part of this, but that wasn't the plan for that. And had we wrapped up that trilogy and then made a standalone Superman film—I mean, I guess we kind of—we did with Superman did. Returns, but— Nolan's in the credits on that one. Well, no, he, not Superman Returns. I'm sorry, Man of Steel. Man of Steel, Man yeah. of Steel yes. Yeah, had we had we just 
yeah, just branched off with all these all these random films like we did, you know, with the original Batman saga from, you know, starting in 89. Uh, that would have been fine. We it, just because it worked for one studio doesn't mean it's going to work for the other one. I, my, some of my favorite superhero films are not connected to anything else. So, yeah, going forward, just axe this whole thing. I'm excited for, for Suicide Squad because it looks like it has absolutely nothing to do with anything else that's going on. I'm sure there will be some reference to something, but no, going forward, let's just let's just call it a day. You don't want any interconnectivity to the universe? I, I don't think so. I think just tie up any loose ends at this point in, in whatever films we have in the works, and then let's just... I'm, I could not be more excited for the Batman. I would be eager to see another Joker. Let's just explore these other universes and and yeah if this flash movie that's coming out it's going to be a i mean i'm sure we'll get into that but if that's going to be a, a way to kind of i don't know what is what was that movie x-men days of future past everything and and kind of erase <laughs> erase all of this from the face of the earth i'm fine with that i i think this is an experiment that didn't quite work it's yeah. interesting that both of you guys have very polar opposite ideas like yeah. mike's like mcu it up and brian's like no 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 let's go well, back to joel schumacher batman here's the thing like <laughs> let's that, go yeah. back to <laughs> at this point like i i i just i think back to how stoked i was for man of steel and like how I, I could see all the little threads, you know, or or seeds being planted for for the future. But yeah, I mean, as this is all unfolded, I just with Justice League, I don't know. I, I couldn't be more disappointed as I look back. And it just made me rethink, did I even ever really love the DCEU? And I don't know that I did now. I don't know. I I it's it's I'm still thinking about it, I'm still processing it, but at this point I all I want to see are just movies that are supporting the story as opposed to we got to work in all these other characters somehow, even if it's at a detriment to, to oh, what's yeah. on the, what's the script. Well, I mean, fair enough. Wants, fair yeah. Enough. Shoehorned in, you know, things yeah. that are setting up other movies. Zack Snyder. Yes. <laughs> um, but you know, <laughs> it, it is what it is. We, either way, moving forward, they need to have their own vibe. Each film has to have its own vibe, but I think yeah. it should be, going somewhere like there should be interconnectivity to it that's what's going to make it exciting for the audience that's what marvel has made people expect to completely disconnect i think would be a mistake let's again not dwell on the past too much let's uh talk about what we got coming so yeah. we're going to start with the only thing that seems to be left in 2021 as far as dc films go which is james gunn's the suicide squad um, we recently got a couple new trailers for this movie, which as far as the trailers go and everything we've seen and heard, it seems like The Suicide Squad is a soft reboot of, you know, Suicide Squad that began in 2016 from David Ayer. And I guess at this point we can safely say that The Suicide Squad is James Gunn mixing the humor and heart of Guardians of the Galaxy with his R-rated sensibilities from films like Super. So what do you guys think about that mix and what Gunn has in store for us? I think it's wonderful. Uh, the the yeah. trailers that we've seen so far are just they're undeniably like both wonderful to look at. They have a lot of heart and humor already. You can just tell it's a James Gunn movie through and through if you've seen all of his films up until this point. Even if you've just seen Guardians, you can kind of feel that vibe coming through. So I I'm the excited. The needle drops and the quips. The needle drops, the quips, yeah. the beautiful. I mean the his, his action. Uh, sequences get more and more beautiful as he goes on. He's getting better and better as a visual filmmaker. And you can tell with Suicide Squad that this is like a, the next level for him. 
So I think it's going to be something else as far as the DC slate. It'll probably be one of the best movies that they have yet, just based on the trailers. It's funny because uh-huh. uh, somebody at the playlist, I won't name names, mm-hmm. messaged me and said, after seeing the R-rated trailer, said, isn't it funny that the Marvel guy comes to DC and makes the best DC movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it really does look great. But then again, we've seen a great Suicide Squad trailer before. Uh, yeah. But I have faith in James Gunn. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this. I will admit that it took a few views of the Red Band trailer to get me on board, but as I, I don't know what at what point, but I think yeah, I think it's just the combination of the the visuals, like the colors really pop, which I I remember from Guardians 2. Like I remember it just it looks so pretty. I thought the Steely Dan song was an awesome choice. I mean, he's so good with his with his music. Yeah, I, I can just tell immediately that the chemistry between this cast and the new characters, too, is substantially better than than the first one, which, to be honest, I didn't even really have a complaint about the chemistry between the cast and the first movie. I think that worked pretty well then, and I think it looks to be just as good, if not better now. So, yeah, I'm I'm really, really, sty- really psyched about this. James Gunn, he's back. Yeah. Yeah. I would argue that the chemistry in the first one was hampered by the script that was written in a month and a half. But oh, I mean, and the, we're, the rewrites. And the yeah, we're not going to have an editing job. We're not going to relitigate regular air Suicide Squad. But it's clear James Gunn kind of has has figured it out. Right. Like he's got his formula. He knows what fans like. He is clearly somebody that understands the franchises that he's into um, as far as comic books go. Like there's no doubt that he picked peacemaker and john cena because he had a very clear idea for who peacemaker was it wasn't just you know a name that was drawn out of a hat he was like no i need this guy and interestingly enough i know this is an r-rated movie and the red band trailers is fine but outside of the john cena um was it like a bag of dicks joke which i think is (laughs) hilarious um I prefer the Green Band trailer that was released a couple of days later. I think that oh. kind of shows more of the, the overall vibe and, and more of the movie. And uh, it's not just, you know, curse words and gore. So I'm, I'm, I don't know. The King Shark stuff was pretty great. Eh, yeah. I, here's the thing. When you when you look at King Shark, when you look at Peacemaker, who kind of looks like Drax, oh, not looks like, but kind of sounds like Drax, yeah. it, it, it does have things where I'm just, I I don't want it to feel like R-rated Guardians of the Galaxy. And that's my, if I had one worry, that's my worry, is that we've seen this movie before. But, you know, I also think that the trailers might have given away a lot. Um, If you pay close attention, I won't get into it. Yeah, that's my only... As far as who sticks around and whatnot? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. In my eyes, it's very clear if if you really look at the trailer and piece it together, you can see which team members might last longer than others. (laughs) Um, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. So moving on, well, not really moving on. We're going to talk about 2022, which sounds like it might begin with Peacemaker, which is the John Cena character from the Suicide Squad getting his own TV show on HBO Max. Uh, James Gunn, apparently the story goes that he was sitting around during quarantine, loving the edit of the Suicide Squad and thought, I've got a story to tell a Peacemaker, wrote a bunch of scripts, sent them to WB and they're like, here's a check, go make it. And Now we're getting a Peacemaker TV show. It, it of course, stars John Cena in the title character. He's basically, I think they describe him as Captain America if he's willing to murder for peace. 
basically. <laughs> so what do you guys think of this? Is you know, HBO Max is clearly where this isn't gonna be the only time we talk about HBO Max today, but this is clearly part of the overall plan, mixing these TV shows, spinning them off of franchises, all that jazz. Kind of basically what Marvel's doing right now. So what do you think of Peacemaker? Uh are you excited for a spin-off of a movie you haven't seen yet? Yeah, exactly. It's hard yeah. to tell. Just based on the trailer, absolutely. I think John Cena looks the trailer for the movie, not it. the yes. TV show. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, he he is very funny in the the trailers for the Suicide Squad or the Suicide Squad, and just the idea of you know him and Robert Patrick and Steve Agee all kind of like getting some more James Gunn like long form fun. That sounds like more goodness. So uh, as as long as James Gunn is like the shepherd of this, I think that's totally fine too. Yeah, I think he's uh. I don't know that he's directing every episode, but I know he wrote every episode. Yeah, he's at least he's directing like the first three or four. So uh, his, his fingerprints are going to be all over it. Brian, are you excited for Peacemaker? Yeah, I, I mean, sure. Yeah, I like what <laughs> I, I like what John Cena uh, appears to be doing in this trailer. But I'm going to be honest, I'm not a big John Cena fan. Um, yeah, me either. You know, like, so he has yet to he's really... He's good in train, uh, not train spotting, Jesus. He's good uh, in train spotting, yeah. <laughs> train wreck. Train wreck. Yeah. yeah he oh, is. he was in train wreck. Yeah, that's he, right. He I was mean, okay he's, there. He's yeah. funny. Yeah. And I think that's what's got me kind of like, at least mildly interested is that he can be funny, but he still has yet to like, you know, make me just excited. Yeah. You know, so I think uh, that movie is coming, though. It, it seems that this might be a big role for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the same way that Batista like blew up because of Guardians, I think it's it's. I mean, John Cena is obviously super famous, but like this is going to be his his introduction to just everybody. Yeah. Also, if you're listening, completely random thought. Google John Cena speaking Mandarin. It's fucking incredible. The man is fluent <laughs> in Mandarin. Because he he when he was working as a wrestler in the WWE, he knew that China was going to be such a big part of the future, and he wanted to get into movies. So he decided to go and learn Mandarin, and he speaks it fluently, and it's incredible. So you can see it on YouTube. Everybody, <laughs> there you go. It's your homework. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, I just dialed it up. I'm not going to watch it right now, but I've got this saved for later. This will be fun. It's just it's just weird because you think of him as like a big doofus because he's a wrestler and buff guy. But then you yeah. hear him speak Mandarin and you're like, oh, I feel like such an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, everybody that talks him. about him says he's an extremely hard worker. He's got a great work ethic, so I don't doubt yeah. it. Yeah. OK, so James Gunn is kind of kicking off this new era with uh, a movie and a TV show. But shortly thereafter, March 4th, 2022, we're getting the Batman. This is uh, Matt Reeves grabbing what Ben Affleck was working on and saying, not using that. We're going to do my own thing. I'm going to hire Robert Pattinson. So it's got Robert Pattinson. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is going to be Catwoman. Jeffrey Wright is Commissioner Gordon. Paul Dano is the Riddler. Who else? Peter Sarsgaard is somebody. Colin uh, Farrell, Penguin. Colin Farrell's the Penguin. <laughs> Andy Serkis. Yeah. Uh, Andy oh, Serkis yeah. is somebody. Oh, he's Alfred. That's right. Yes. So – I mean, this movie has an incredible cast. Matt Reeves, we've spoken about the Apes trilogy before. We absolutely love him. What do you guys think of the Batman? Is this a hardcore version of Chris Nolan, or what do you guys expect? I mean, I, this is the movie that I'm most looking forward to, and I say that as a mm -hmm. huge Flash fan, but this is the movie. Like, as soon as that trailer dropped, it's like, okay, yep, they got it. 
Like the the thing that I was talking about with my friends where I just wanted to see like what if they made seven into a superhero movie? That's kind of what the trailer looked like. Yeah. So I'm totally sold on this. And I'm totally sold on on uh Matt Reeves as a filmmaker. We mentioned that in a previous podcast where I kind of drooled all over his previous works, uh, especially War for the Planet of the Apes. And yeah, I think I think this has real potential to be another thing that just like is is like a game changer for the not only Batman but the DCEU. Okay, Brian, are you ready for the Twilight Kid to be Batman? <laughs> yeah, I it's it's funny you say that cuz I remember just going into Nolan's Batman Begins just having not like not having doubts but like curiosity like how's he how's you know the the indie guy from Memento going to pull off this big budget film? Obviously, he did in a big way. And this is the vibe I'm getting from this, too, again. And it's really exciting. Like, I haven't felt this in a long time. This this level of, of interest in that trailer, it just it gave just enough away, but hardly anything. I mean, even with it ending, you know, with that question mark at the end, like, it's just oh, it really, really hooked me. I think the seven comparison is actually pretty spot on. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, this this it looks it just looks fun, which is weird to say about a movie that, you know, ostensibly is probably going to be quite dark. This Literally, like, it's yeah. very dark. <laughs> it looks like, like every it, scene is so dark. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it, what the vibe they're going for here, but it, it looks like this could capture an essence of Batman that, that could be pretty close to what, I don't know, was intended maybe in the 80s or something. I don't know. But this is, th- this looks great. Uh, yeah, Mike, I'm I'm 100 percent on on board for this. I cannot wait. And when is it coming out again? 2022 is that what you March said? 4th. March fourth. Yeah. March fourth for now. Yeah. It, it'll. I mean, they've delayed it now a full year. Like it's it's coming out. The thing the thing that I, I have a mild reservation about. Don't I, be a dick. I'm not. I love <laughs> Matt Reeves. I love Robert Pattinson, and the entire cast is incredible. I, the trailer came out. I'm like so sold on it. My only reservation is this could be even more bleak than Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan's Dark Knight. And I mm-hmm. don't know if I need anything darker than Dark Knight. You know, I, I I know there's a hankering for, you know, well, I'll just say I know people think that Batman is like the ultra pitch black dark superhero. Right. And I get that. Like, he's a psycho. But I also have this, you know, fondness for a more kind of lighthearted Batman and I don't necessarily want Schumacher but I think that I don't know if you can out Nolan Nolan so I don't know <laughs> that uh that the Batman can be Nolan squared that's my only concern so here's like and th- it's an interesting way that you look at that I think like in my in comparison in comparing the films and comparing what Nolan did and, and what Reeves is doing here I'm getting so much of a comic book vibe from from this Reeves Batman, I mean, so many of the shots just look like they are ripped from from a page. Like, there so here's are... my thing about that, though. So at first you think that, right? Because he was talking to all the he said all the good things where he was saying he things said like, all you know, the good things. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to do the the detective part of Batman. Because, yeah. You know, we hear that like Penguin's going to be at it and Catwoman. And you're like, oh, my God. And then you see the suit and it's armored up and not like anything in the comics. And then you see the Batmobile and it's just kind of like a, a Mustang or a Pontiac muscle car, but, you know, with like a, you know, a wing on it or whatever. And I'm starting to think that 
you know, the comic book vibes are in vibes only. It just it seems like ultra realist, ultra dark, and we've we've seen that before. But okay. So moving on, we're we're gonna talk about The Rock and Black Adam, which okay. is coming out July 29th, 2022. It's about to go into production. Uh, this is a movie that has been talked about for like 15 years maybe like basically Dwayne Johnson out of the womb was saying I'm going to be Black Adam in the DCEU and there's nothing you can do to stop me mm-hmm. everybody said you're crazy nobody knows who Black Adam is Shazam sucks and he's like watch I'm going to do it and holy shit he's going to do it so Black Adam is kind of a I won't say a spin-off because the studio doesn't like that because it is a wholly different franchise apparently is what I've heard but it does. It, it relates to Shazam. Think of Black Adam as kind of the venom to Shazam Spider-Man. He's the anti-hero, dark version of Shazam. Been around for thousands of years. Kind of a, a you know, get my way at whatever cost sort of guy. And this movie is also looking like it's going to introduce the Justice Society of America, which, if you're a comic book fan, is basically the Golden Age version of the JLA. Or not the JLA. Well, yeah, Justice League of America. Um, <laughs> you guys just think of them as the Justice League. The comic fans know as the JLA. And yeah, so we're going to have characters like Adam Smasher and Dr. Fate and Hawkman. Hawkman, yeah. Jeez. And we're going to have Noah Centineo, Aldous Hodge, Quintessa Swindell, Pierce Brosnan. Good cast. Are you guys excited about Black Adam? I'll throw it to Brian. Uh, no. <laughs> moving on uh, no I, I i think it sounds rather rather dull i i guess i just think about i i i think about what we've seen from from Dwayne the rock up till now and i i love the guy don't get me wrong he oozes charisma but he is another i he's not a bad actor at all he gives so much to his performances that said i th- i find him to be pretty one note so I'm not expecting anything different from from this. And from what I know of Black Adam, which isn't much, I'll be honest, it's just not the most exciting thing or character. And I mean, coming out of Shazam that we'll talk about in a moment, like anything that really ties to to that film, it, it makes me even less excited. I don't know. I, I'm, I've, I'll reserve you know, until I see some footage from this. And if it's in that sense, I'm so happy that Dwayne is finally getting his film after all these years. But yeah, I'm going to walk into this with my arms folded. We'll put it that way. <laughs> Fair enough. Mike, quickly, are you excited about Noah Centineo getting ripped? Uh, <laughs> Have you guys man. seen that Instagram? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. So. Aldis actually looks even crazier. But I um, see Aldis Hodge as like an already like built dude. Yeah. But so seeing Noah Centineo, the kid from like To All the Boys I've Loved Before, like looking like he's jacked it's it's weird to me but it is i digress mike i'm middling with this one the the only thing that kind of tips me towards the bad side is the director who forgive me for butchering his name how (laughs) may colette sarah he's directed nothing that i would say is outstanding they're like middling either horror action films whether that's house of wax the remake or uh, the Shallows or The Commuter or Nonstop, you know, it's yeah. just a bunch of middling. I Well, so stuff. I'm going to cut you off real quick because I think this is we're kidding ourselves if we think that guy's actually going to direct. No offense to him. I think this is Dwayne Johnson's property. Through, through. <laughs> I think that he's had this movie in his head. I mean, he's overseen like the script and everything like this is his movie, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah. OK. Sure. I, I, for I mean, better or worse, I, I think that that's what we're getting. Yeah. yeah. 
we'll see okay. how uh, how that turns out. Yeah, we will on uh, July 29, <laughs> 2022. All right, so Mike, this is your chance. Mm. We're not going to get into it as far as like the the nuts and bolts of what we think is going to happen, all that jazz. But the Flash finally yeah. has a release date that we think is going to stick, November fourth, twenty twenty two. We have a director who we think is going to stick around after the revolving door of directors that we saw over the past five years, and yeah. we have cast members. Holy crap! Ron Livingston, Kiersey Clemens, and a new Supergirl, Sasha Kelly for the Flash, Ezra Miller. We got Affleck. We got maybe Keaton. We, you know. Uh, I think Michael Keaton's gonna do it. They're gonna. Uh, they've better. teased it so much that the Warner Brothers is gonna throw it. So basically, uh, before I throw it to you guys, just so you know, the reason Michael Keaton's Batman, Ben Affleck's Batman, Supergirl, all these people are gonna be in it is because uh, the quick and the quick story is the Flash is gonna go back in time, try to save his mom. He will save his mom who was murdered, and in doing so, he's going to completely screw up time and space, creating multiverses and alternate histories and all that jazz. So Mike, big Flash fan. Uh, Are you excited about this? Of course. I mean, below Batman, this is the one where all roads lead lead to this. And and very much for the DCEU, I think all roads point to the Flash being their statement for what the DCEU is going to be going forward. And their reset button, for uh, lack of a better term. They even said in that report where they canceled New Gods in the trench – uh, that the Flash is going to set up DC's new status status quo. So they are not being secretive about this. This is the movie that's going to reset everything and put them on the right path. So they have to make a statement with this movie. And with that and with the cast and, and the storyline from the comic books, I'm excited to see them hopefully get it right. I wasn't thrilled and I have not been thrilled with Ezra, Ezra Miller, but I love the Flash. So I'm, I'm there. I, I'm, I'm willing to to root for it brian we've we've talked about the flash we know your confusion over his powers and <laughs> how they're presented on on film are you at all excited about this movie i'll give it a try I'll give, I'll, I'll, <laughs> for those I'll give listening for those listening brian is completely unable to hate something so when he says something like i'll give it a try eesh, yeah. <laughs> not good no not- that, that's that's pretty accurate I mean, I, I I can't help but compare this to what we'll be seeing in the in the next Spider-Man with, you know, potential crossovers with, I, I, I mean, confirmed, unconfirmed other Spider-Men. Um, it's interesting that this will follow follow that, you know, him meeting up with other iterations of Batman. That is the thing I'm excited to see the most. I mean, what a what a, a treat for for our childhoods to see to see Keaton again in the cape and cowl. That is, that's just such a, a neat image for me to see him with Bat, Ben Affleck too. I mean, say what you will about Affleck. I mean, that's just, it's just such a cool thought. I don't know. If a lot of don't... Batman talk about this flash movie. Yeah. I see what you're doing. Here. Yeah. I don't know. I, Cause yeah, I, I'm not sold on Ezra Miller. I'm not sold on a lot of the other elements of this film cast wise, even Ron Livingston. I mean, he's to me seems kind of throwaway. It's got potential, but it's also, (laughs) yeah, I'm not, I'm I'm definitely more excited to see this than Black Adam. We'll put it that way. (laughs) Oh boy. That is a condemnation for Black Adam that we've, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. here's what I'll say about the flash. Mm. I I think Mike might have his hopes a bit high. I don't (laughs) know that this is going to be the like status quo. This is the statement are planting our flag in the ground sort of movie. Because if they're banking on Ezra Miller being the star of that, 
<laughs> I, I don't see it happening. He's a fine actor. We need to talk about Kevin's a good movie. Perks of Being a Wallflower, good movie. But as Barry Allen, not so good. And they really need to figure out how they're going to present his powers because they really lost me in Zack Snyder's Justice League. And yep. if that's what they're uh, basing this off of, this whole... I just hope he's not talking to his daddy the whole time he's running. He's going to have dad oh. issues. The whole movie's going to be dad issues the movie and mom issues. But, I mean, you don't recast. If Billy Crudup says, no, I don't want to be part of it, and you have to hire Ron Livingston, no offense to Ron Livingston, but if you have to, like, you know, still move on, the dad's going to be a big part of this movie. Moving on. Real quick, Aquaman 2, December 16, 2022, Jason Momoa. We know we're getting James Wan. Uh, one word, are you excited, yes or no? My man. All right, uh, Ryan. <laughs> No, no, this okay. is this this is probably gonna suck. Uh, okay. it's probably gonna be it's probably gonna be terrible. So no. Right. Mike, I'll let you have more words. Yeah, I'm, I'm I I didn't love Aquaman, but I didn't hate it. Um, so I'll I'll I mean, yeah, sure, why not? It's the venom of the DCEU. Yes, sure. sure. Yes. Okay, so Aquaman two, you know, whatever. Recently, they announced that, and then recently, last few months, that J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot, his production company, are going to have a huge role in some DC properties. Uh, he's obviously a comic book fan. He was attached to a super, uh, Superman movie like, a, what, decade ago? Two decades. So, is it really that far? Oh, my God, I'm old. Wow. <laughs> Oof. Superman in a movie where he had no cape and couldn't fly. Go Google that, guys. I think you can read the script. But – he is going to kick things off apparently with a Constantine TV series. This is yes. Constantine, the CW show or NBC show. Where was it on? I don't know. Yeah. And movie with Keanu Reeves where Underrated. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, has very <laughs> little to do with the comics, but you know, I digress. John Constantine, magician guy, drinker, smoker, sometimes pansexual, depending on who, you know, writes them, that sort of thing. Are you guys at all interested in a third iteration of Constantine coming to HBO Max? No. All right. <laughs> no. <laughs> As a Mike. TV series, sure. Yeah. I, I mean. Oh, what? What? I'm sorry. What'd you say? I said as a TV series, what? sure. <laughs> I'd be more interested if it was Keanu Reeves coming back. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, that was the rumor is that Francis Lawrence, who directed the first movie, was talking about doing like an R-rated second film with Keanu. And apparently, no, Warner Brothers is like, no, we we believe in J.J. So, yeah. yeah. And you can't blame him. He's the billion dollar man. So, OK, uh, so we're iffy on Constantine. Moving on. Green Lantern mentioned him earlier. They were going to do a Green Lantern core movie. And uh, this is after Ryan Reynolds completely botched it with the 2011 uh, Green Lantern film. They were going to reboot it, focus on the whole core of uh, lanterns who are basically inter intergalactic peacekeepers who uh, use the, the literally the power of will, willpower, to power a lantern that allows them to do all kinds of fantastical things. So TV series is coming. That's the good news. Bad news, depending on what you think, is uh, Mark Guggenheim and Seth Graham Smith are kind of the writers, producers of this. And, you know, depending on what you think of their filmography, it's kind of spotty. And uh, this is coming to HBO Max, which is also kind of weird since this is a very huge superhero. Getting relegated to a TV show is, is kind of weird. So with all that said, are you guys excited about Green Lantern TV series? We'll throw it to Mike. As long as it feels like basically a movie. 
then yes. But if it feels like a CW show or Stargirl or Supergirl or Arrow, whatever the F Mark Guggenheim has done in the past, then not at all. I well, don't so, want to see the CW version of Green Lantern. Here's the yes. problem. This started with Greg Berlanti, right? And he is the guy behind all of the Arrow shows on CW. So take from that what you will. Maybe not a ringing endorsement. Brian, are you excited about this? I mean, to an extent, honestly, yeah. Again, I'm not like, you know, losing sleep over my level of excitement or anything like that. But I just feel this character it just deserves so much better. And I, yeah, I don't, I don't know that television is the right spot for it, but maybe it is. I, I don't know. I, this is one where I'm very cautiously optimistic. You know, so. Yeah, they, I, I don't know. I've, I've kind of been a closet Green Lantern film fan for a while. And yeah, the movie was was awful, but I, I, there's potential there. And I don't know where that potential can one day be realized. I don't know. I'm With this one, I'm I'm definitely more more eager to see what comes out of it than I am, say, uh, a Black Adam film. We'll, we'll just use that. <laughs> this is your baseline. Anything better than Black Adam. Yeah, so so the, the long and short of it with the Green Lantern is this could either be really good or horribly, horribly wrong. It's such a weird, strange, cosmic uh, story that if you take it too seriously, it comes off hokey. If you take it too lighthearted it could be one big joke that you laugh at everything and so it's it tonally it's going to be interesting to see what they do with it it's on hbo max which you know is the budget going to be there we'll see but yeah it's you know there's a lot of question marks a lot of intrigue because green lantern's a big character so we'll see and and just for those listening i didn't mention dates for constantine and green lantern and that's because both of those have writers attached both of them it seems like they're going to start production soon so you can you can I guess be optimistic that maybe these will come out in 2022, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Either way they're coming. And that brings us to 2023 and beyond. And the only other film in the DCEU that has a date is Shazam exclamation point fury of the gods, which <laughs> is June 2nd, 2023. And apparently they're going to start filming this bad boy in the summertime. So they're going to have like two years of uh, production time, which is quite impressive. Shazam, this is the sequel to the, what was it, 2019 movie from David F. Sandberg. Good director, came from horror, did this kind of weird, lighthearted comedy with some horrific elements. Um, Zachary Levi is, is Shazam, whereas Asher Angel plays Billy Batson his alter ego. Pretty good cast. The first movie to me is pretty forgettable. It was fun. Uh, felt the most marvel of DC movies, but was kind of forgettable at the end of the day. And they're making a sequel because it did just enough money to warrant it. And eventually they have to cross over with Brian's favorite movie, Black Adam. So, <laughs> you know, uh, they got to keep this train chugging along. So um, yeah. with that said, I'm going to go to Brian. I can already tell, but I'm just going to ask, is Shazam! Exclamation point Fury of the Gods a movie you're interested in? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. No. We don't have to. We don't have to di- get into this. I, I mean, really, really quick though. I I love Zachary Levi. I love the guy, and I think like what he did with Shazam was 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 pretty cool. But I remember us having this conversation uh, a few years ago that boy, his Shazam and Billy Batson could not have been more different. Uh, the character, obviously, Asher Angel who played Billy Batson, they were totally different characters. So 
it didn't it that didn't work. I, I look back on the review I wrote of that movie and I'm like, what was I thinking? So yeah, despite some interesting cast members, isn't Helen Mirren in this one? Yeah. I believe? Helen Mirren's done Fast and Furious. I mean, the woman will yeah. take a paycheck. Yes. <laughs> um, Mike, Fury of the Gods, are you in? Quickly. Uh, meh. I yeah. mean, yeah. watching Zachary Levi punch Helen Mirren does sound oh, mildly whoa. interesting. But uh, wow. Every, yeah, like, like Brian was saying, wow. Asher Angel didn't really do much for me. Zachary Levi's the only thing that worked for me for that movie. Ah, uh, Jackson uh, Grazer. Yeah, he was okay, oh, but kind of annoyed me funny. at the same time. He's he was asked. He's the uh, Spider-Man's best friend role. Like, Play. come on. Yeah. <laughs> the theme was awesome. I thought the soundtrack by by Benjamin Wallfish was so good. Like, especially during the family scene where they all become you know Shazam characters. That was awesome. Really right. epic. Okay. Not enough to well, save the movie. Yeah, so from here on out, we're going to talk about movies that are in development, but don't have dates, but we are fairly certain they're coming out in 2023 or 2024. So we're going to start with uh, an alphabetical order here, The Amazons, which is a Wonder Woman spinoff that after the success of the first Wonder Woman back in, what was that, 2017? 2016, I forget. They were all excited about Gal Gadot, and they said, everybody loves the uh, the Amazons and Themyscira, so we're going to do a whole movie about it. And Patty Jenkins seemed amped and everything like seemed like it was coming along. And then we heard nothing. And now a couple of years later, Wonder Woman 1984 kind of didn't do so hot. And Patty Jenkins is off making Star Warses. And <laughs> we're left to wonder, is the Amazon spinoff movie happening? So real quick, is this something you guys even care about? No, nope. for me. Yeah, Not silence is deafening. Here yeah. we go. Moving on. Batgirl. <laughs> Joss Whedon was hired in 2017 to make a Batman spinoff called Batgirl, which is about Barbara Gordon, who is, you know, a young redhead version of Batman. And Joss Whedon happened. He left. <laughs> and uh, they hired Christina Hodson, who did the script for Birds of Prey to write the movie. But that was back in 2018. And since then, we have heard nada. Uh, this is a movie that, again, seems like they're really amped on getting done. But this, along with other things we'll talk about, seem to be kind of... You know, are they going to make this part of Matt Reeves's new universe in the Batman? Is this going to be something completely different? It's not certain what Warner Brothers is doing with this. All that to say, it looks like it's going to happen. We just don't know when and how. And uh, Batgirl, yay, nay. What do you think? Uh, ask me after Batman. Agreed. Yep. We'll revisit. We'll table this for now. Okay. They're kind of, they're kind of backing Batgirl in a corner with how dark and, and dour that's uh, what's gonna ask. Do you, guys, do you guys be completely upset if it's its own thing? I would want it to tie in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. They have to do what they have to do. I I prefer they tie it in. Okay. So speaking of the Batman, we're gonna talk about this TV series that they've already announced is happening, which seems to be based kind of on the Gotham PD comic books from back in the day. Apparently, the story is uh, the Batman takes place in the second year of Robert Pattinson's life as Bruce Wayne's, you know, caped crusader. And so this TV series is going to be his first year, but focused on the police department, which, let's be real, Gotham has the worst police department, all types <laughs> of corruption, and they can't yeah. ever seem to nab a criminal to save their lives. So at first, this was going to be written by Terrence Winter, who's a uh, kind of a Scorsese guy and uh, seemed really cool. and then. It 
wasn't going to be with him and now it's joe barton i guess is now the showrunner do you guys are you guys much like the peacemaker thing are you guys waiting for the batman to come out to see if you even care or is this something just on premise alone you're excited about i think it has a strong possibility and a strong potential to be something great just because gotham is such a rich world and and if uh, Matt Reeves does set it up well, then it'll be really interesting to see a, a show, even if it's just about, you know, one good cop trying to make his way through one of the worst corrupt <laughs> police forces of all time. It 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 has very a lot of potential to be an interesting show, even just being on the periphery of Batman and most shows where it's like, hey, we're going to set it in this universe, but you're not going to see the character you like. I'm usually not like I don't give a shit about that, but this one has has my attention. So I'm more excited about this than others. Let's be real. Robert Pattinson's not showing up in this movie uh, or in this TV show. And we'll be lucky to get Jeffrey Wright's Commissioner Gordon, though it seems like you can't do it without him. Brian, is this a show you're at all interested in? Kind of depends on what, you know, what what the vibe's going to be. I I, I can't help but think back to Gotham. Um, yeah, that's the elephant in the room. Uh, huh? Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, if if they go at this with like the intention of this is just, I mean, I don't want this to sound like maybe wrong, but like from the standpoint of this is a police procedural that just so happens to be set in Gotham City. Like, just treat it like as something normal with all these extraordinary characters, kind of wedged in which they that's tried. what gotham was and that's, that's what yeah. gotham was but it well, was that's like what gotham started as yes and it just the 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 you know cart of the horse that was attached to the cart just got like out of control and the you know it was very quickly very very quickly that show was off the rails so, so with this i don't know keep it keep it more grounded and it could be kind of cool i don't know so <laughs> here's the thing the gotham comparison for those confused gotham was a tv show on fox that aired for like what seven seasons six seasons something ridiculous yeah six and seasons st- too long <laughs> yeah and then started as a commissioner gordon origin and seemed like it was pretty a neat idea and then when ratings started to dip and people were like wait we're not getting any sort of villains or whatever they started just throwing in everything in we need every scene. villain <laughs> so it, it quickly like brian said went off the rails and and that's the problem with this show i think too is if you make the police procedural if you go full-on like you know this is just a police show a hard-hitting crime drama that takes place in gotham city that could be fun but then, A, why does it need to take place in Gotham City? And yep. B, how long until fans say, we want Batman? And and that's the that's going to be the the trick to this. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. If you make the characters good enough, you won't need Batman. Uh, you, say that. you say that. But we'll see. Okay. I, I think fans will immediately be like, where's Batman? When's <laughs> um, the Joker showing up? Let's talk about a film that seemed completely crazy and not going to happen and then they recently just signed a a big deal director um we're talking blue beetle which is a movie that now has angel manuel soto attached he did charm city kings which is a good movie on hbo max you guys should go watch it and now he's going to do the superhero movie and blue beetle this for comic book fans wondering they're going to focus on the third iteration of blue beetle which is jamie reyes a uh, young guy who gets a um, powerful suit of armor, basically, to turn him into a giant blue beetle. So, quickly, do you guys care about this? Yes, no. Uh, I mean, film. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. Okay. Moving on. 
Hour Man. Uh, again, a movie coming out of left field where everybody's like, what? Hour Man? Uh, recently, they said that it's gonna. they hired writers to do Hour Man. We got Gavin James and Neil Widener, who are going to write a movie about a Justice Society of America character who takes a pill, gets powers for an hour, and loses his powers. Thus the name Hour Man. Doesn't seem like it mm, is connected to Black Adam and the characters introduced there, which is weird. But uh, Hour Man, thumbs up, thumbs down. I throw it to you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Don't really care about Hour Man either. You get the right person in there to play Hour Man, and the, and it could be legendary. I don't have a, the slightest clue who that could be. <laughs> I, I don't have any idea. Frank Grillo. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it's yeah, it's it's a premise that seems super easy to adapt to a film, but also just seems like too easy and too generic. Like, yeah. I don't I mean, mm-hmm. again, no offense to the Hour Man fans out there that he's also a character in the DC universe that has a long, long history in the comic books. But it just it it doesn't necessarily excite you. So, yeah, moving on. <laughs> plastic Man or Plastic Woe Man depending on what you believe. Yeah. This is a movie, again, that nobody thought was happening. And then in, I guess, December, they hired Kat Vasco to to direct it. And the report said that they were going to do a female spin on the, the premise. And for those that don't know what Plastic Man is, he's a DC superhero, super goofy, um, stretches all around and shapeshifts into, you know, like a car or a trash can. Yeah, so it's kind of silly, kind of fun, kind of not like a DCEU property. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm all for gender swapping certain roles, but this one I'm kind of very much against just because you have Ben Schwartz sitting there and he was born to play this role. as Yo, good call. <laughs> and good if he doesn't call. do it, then what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, we're wasting time. <laughs> Let's just shut this whole thing down, guys. Mm-hmm. Let's just burn it down. Yeah, I, I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. I'm all for gender swapping, but if you're going to take a character named literally Plastic Man and <laughs> yeah. turned into a woman. And what's it going to be? Plastic Woman, which sounds very odd. Are you just going to call it Plastic? I don't know. I just, yeah. Questions for days with this movie. You know, whatever. Ben Schwartz, just do it. Just mm-hmm. do it. All right. Moving <laughs> on to Michael B. Jordan, because we got to talk about this guy. He, like J.J. Abrams, comes in and says, I want to make DC movies. And DC's Warner Brothers is like, well, duh. We want to be in the Mike or Michael B. Jordan movie business. So static shock is what we're getting, which if you're somebody roughly our age, maybe a little younger, you remember from the early 2000s had its own TV show. Now uh, it's basically a young black kid who gets the uh, powers of electricity. He's called static and yeah, he avenges crime. And uh, I think he has like a, what, like a skateboard or something. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> and yeah, so Michael B. Jordan says, I want to make this movie. Him and Reginald Hudland, who's also a uh, longtime movie writer, producer, and also comic book writer, are producing this movie. And Randy McKinnon is going to write it. And it looks like it's going to be positioned as an HBO Max exclusive. Do you guys care about Static Shock or did you fall asleep when I just explained it? I don't know anything about Static Shock, but the fact that Michael <laughs> B. Jordan has faith in it gives me a little bit of. Uh, like my eyes perk up a little bit, but that's about it. I don't okay. really care one way. And those out. wondering, I, I don't believe that Michael B. Jordan is young enough, unfortunately, to play the lead. So uh, for those thinking like, well, if he plays static himself, then maybe it'll work. Well, I don't know that that's going to happen. So Brian, mm-hmm. do you care? 
Nah, you know, I, I I care a little bit. Jordan's done some stuff I like. He's done some stuff I've I've really hated. So, yeah, I, I I'll, I'll I'll see the thing. I will see this movie, but yeah. You also not. watched jujitsu, so the, the bar is low. Mm-hmm. For and I did watch Vacation again this past weekend. Oh, oh Jesus uh, Christ! Just so you know. Okay, so uh, (laughs) with that, we're going to move on to a movie maybe we're interested in, which is Supergirl. Let's take a trip back to a couple years ago. Rumors were abound that Warner Brothers basically gave up on Superman, said nobody cares about Superman. We're going to focus on our energies on Supergirl. So they had this idea they were going to make a movie about Supergirl. Okay, whatever. Then nothing happened. Now we get the surprise announcement that Sasha Kelly is going to play Supergirl in The Flash. And we're like, holy shit, Supergirl. And so now that they have the DC Universe's Supergirl, or a DC Universe's Supergirl, are you guys interested in this movie actually happening at some point? Or do you remember the 80s version? And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> yeah. don't want it. My sisters made me watch the, the 80s version quite a bit when I was young. And even then, I thought it was bad. Yeah. So, and, and this one... I mean, it depends on how she does in The Flash. It, it really all hangs yeah. on that. It, it, if she pre- piques people's interests, then this is going to get a green light. If not, back, yeah, it's going back into the uh, the hamper. Okay. Brian, are you interested? Yeah, only with, with what Mike just said. Like, yeah, if, if this is a character that, that jumps out in the same way that Wonder Woman, Wonder, Wonder Woman did in uh, Batman v Superman, yeah, great. Then... I'm I'm all in, but right now I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm watching from a distance. So here's the thing. I think I'd be super excited about a Supergirl movie if there wasn't seven seasons of it on CW, right? True. Like, <laughs> the, uh, what's her name? Melissa Benoist? Yep. Benoist. Yeah. She's great. Uh, yeah. And I think I saw one season of that show and she's lovely. And I think that Supergirl can, can work. I've seen it happen, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I get, like you said, it all comes down to who they get as Supergirl. They found a Supergirl. Andy Muschietti seems super amped on it. I've said super a million times. And <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's see what happens. Um, super. Speaking of super. <laughs> yes. Let's talk J.J. Abrams. Mm. The mystery box himself decided to uh, not only was he going to do Constantine and oh, very quickly, Justice League Dark. Also a TV show that was coming out that he's working on, a horror version of Justice League with Swamp Thing, Constantine, uh, perhaps Zatanna, other things. Do you guys care? HBO Max? Absolutely. Okay, cool. I, I was in yeah. when Guillermo was going to do it. Oh, yeah, Guillermo. Sorry we're doing this aside here, but that reminded me to talk Justice League Dark. Brian, do you like the idea of a Justice League Dark TV series? Yeah, yeah, I think actually that might be the perfect setting for for that for that iteration um i really like the the animated film a lot uh, uh, i never watched the anime movie i watched i read the good. comics i'm a yeah. huge swamp thing guy um yeah. from way back even the movies uh i'll yeah. fight you if you don't like them the but, show was actually pretty good too that they put out recently i never watched the show i was going to i was going to and then they canceled i heard it, it was, was like good. Oh, yeah yeah but either way, yeah, so we're getting we're getting a constant or a, a Justice League Dark. So we seem damp on it. Cool. But back <laughs> to my original thing, talking about Supergirl, talking about J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams decided, I want to make Superman. And who does he hire or who does Warner Brothers hire to bring Superman to life? Ta-Nehisi Coates. 
who is the writer of Between the World and Me, which is a New York Times bestselling book, a very, very talented writer who recently has been doing years worth of comics for Marvel over doing a Black Black Panther. Sorry, geez. And basically he's been writing Black Panther since 2018, recently moved to Captain America, has been writing Captain America comics for a long time. This is a guy who knows comic books, and this is a guy with a uh, a take. And apparently the reports have it that this is going to be Black Superman. What do you guys think of that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you say J.J. Abrams and Tenahasi Coates and maybe Michael B. Jordan. I don't know. The, the, okay, so maybe reports from years back say that Michael B. Jordan was looking to play Superman. Obviously, we would love Michael B. Jordan in any movie, mm-hmm. and he seems like the right type of dude to play it. And yeah. as long as it's like you know him doing Calvin Ellis, then great. I, whoa, I would love whoa, whoa, whoa. what he's got to be Clark Kent. Really, flat out, he has to be Clark Kent. If you give a Superman movie and you call it Superman and you say we're going to have a black actor as the lead character and you give him no offense to Calvin Ellis Valzad if you give him not Clark Kent you're you're it's discount Superman nobody's going to take it seriously you have to give him Clark Kent I disagree I I think Henry Cavill has a a following that is not going to take to someone else playing Clark Kent so soon so did Christian Bale um Mm -hmm. yeah uh, I don't know. I, I would love to see Henry and someone else be able to be Superman, but you know, that's just me. Brian, what do you think? This is a hard <laughs> one for me. This this is a legitimately a hard one for me because, like I was saying before, just to kind of tie it all back, you know, Justice League has just made me rethink my my thoughts on on Man of Steel, and I, I think this character, I think. I have to stress that word think still has some potential to be represented in a a new and awesome way. I'll still never forget the feeling. I mean, I'm sure you guys will agree seeing trailer number three for man of steel. And just like that was still one of the best trailers ever that character. There's something there still. I don't know if Abrams is the guy to do it though. I I don't, I I don't know. I, I, I don't, I just don't know right now. So guys. so I might blow your mind with this. I am most excited about this movie and the potential yeah. of it than any other movie coming out. Really? Yeah. For wow. DC. Wow. Ta-Nehisi Coates is a great writer. The idea yes. of him tackling such an iconic character gets me excited. This is a guy who completely gets it. And I think he understands how to write comic book characters and how to write characters that people think are one note. Captain America is a perfect example of this. This is a character that is a could be a one note character depending on who writes them. Marvel Studios has done a very good job of giving Captain America layers and depth and all that. But when you look at Superman, this is a character that most people look at and say, sorry, not interested, right? This is a guy who is all powerful, an alien from another universe or another world, And, you know, he's not relatable because you have to – like Zack Snyder's answer to that was I'll give him people to fight that are just as powerful as him and he'll destroy cities, right? And people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think Ta-Nehisi Coates is the guy who can crack the code. I think J.J. Abrams – I just – I don't want to see the Clark Kent origin story again. No, I don't think we need it. No. Here's what I think you do. I think you do exactly what Matt Reeves is doing with the Batman. 
you say we've seen the origin before this is year two of superman you throw michael b jordan in a pair of glasses and a frumpy sweater and you make him clark kent <laughs> and you have him working at the the bugle or at the planet jeez um sorry my peter parker was showing um <laughs> you have him working at daily planet and you just you hit the ground running and i think michael b jordan is the guy to play is a guy who could play i should say clark kent very well i, I Cavill's great, and Cavill will probably go down as one of the most underutilized or wrongly utilized superhero actors of all time. He has the charm and the charisma, but he was never given the right script, and Zack Snyder just was not the guy to do Superman, clearly, because his idea for Superman over three films is, how can I make this guy bad? And <laughs> and that, I think, to me, defeats the purpose of Superman, right? Like, this is a... Yeah. A wholesome, great character, much like Captain America. Could you imagine Marvel doing a trilogy of films where at the end of it, they teased a movie where Captain America went apeshit and wanted to kill the entire Avengers? Like, people would lose their minds. But in Zack Snyder's eyes, that's the only way you can make Superman interesting. I think that Ta-Nehisi Coates can do it better. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. That's my thought. Yeah. Of all these distant projects, I'd, I'd certainly agree that this is the one with the most potential. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm more excited about this than the Suicide Squad. Like, I, I'll just say, or the Batman. Like, I, I, I feel like I know what those movies are going to give me. This is a huge question mark that I think has all the right components. And there are so many good actors. And I, I really think that, you know, just like what Marvel's doing with Falcon, making him Captain America, I think the world really could use a black Superman. And mm -hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. give him anything else other than Clark Kent. I want him to not be a Superman. I want him to be the Superman. So that's me. Fair enough. Moving on. Wonder Woman three. Yes. No. Nope. nope. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we can all agree. Wonder Woman 1984 really soured us on the franchise. Patty Jenkins seems like she's not going to return. So Gal Gadot yeah. can only do so much. It blew it. As long, yeah, as long as it just is something completely different and and new, you know, with that character, then sure. But it can't be like 84. No. Yeah. Okay. So moving on, Brian, recently you watched Promising Young Woman, you were telling us. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to kick this off to you. Zatanna, a movie with Emerald Fennel, who's the writer-director of Promising Young Woman. She got recently hired to write the script and potentially direct Zatanna, which is a magical dceu character who um when i say magical literally she's a magician and she does spells and, and whatnot and wears fishnets i think that's about and a top hat so <laughs> i think that's about everything you need to know about her um she's loosely tied to justice league dark all kidding aside very cool character brian do you care yeah i know i mean what you've just said is probably about as much as i know um at this point of the character and but i was so impressed by promising young woman that's yeah, there's obviously talent behind the scenes there. So, sure. Sure. All right. Why not? <laughs> sure. Good Why choice. Not? <laughs> Mike, uh, is this a, a project you have uh, any yeah. anticipation for? To be honest, I really know next to nothing about Zatanna. So, um, sure. I, I don't I don't know anything to, to say yes or no. So, this is a big question mark for me. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a big question mark for Emerald Fennel, who recently said that when asked if she was going to direct the movie, she said, oh, I don't even know how the script's going to turn out. And she's writing the script. So, you know, even she doesn't know if she can do it. So we'll see. Now, this is where I'm going to 
let listeners know that the movies we've just talked about, the TV shows, everything either has a date or seems like it's moving in the right direction to get dated. The movies we're about to talk about now are some, as I put in my article, that seem likely deader than Bruce Wayne's parents. Yeah, these are movies that, for one reason or another, are seemingly done for. But we're still going to talk about them recently uh, because a few of these are c- kind of interesting. Let's begin with a movie that was teased five years ago. And a person we talked about before, Greg Berlanti, was involved. For those that don't know, Greg Berlanti, in addition to doing the Arrowverse shows on CW, also wrote the script, I believe, for Green Lantern. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. And he was attached to Booster Gold, which, because I like weird things and weird stuff, I got to tell you, I'm a big fan of Booster Gold, the comic book character. Um, for those that don't know, this is a a character from far in the future who was kind of a doofus who uh, just wanted fame and glory, got time traveling equipment and some uh, superpowers and decided to travel back in time to be a big time superhero because, you know, he could use the future tech to to be a superhero. It's kind of silly. It's kind of weird. My type of stuff. And uh, we haven't heard really much of anything since 2018, I think, is the last time Berlanti talked about this. So do you guys care about Booster Gold? Bummed that it's not happening? I don't know. Booster Gold has never been one of my guys. So, I mean, in the right hands, like Lord Miller, I think, could maybe Um, make something into this. Yeah, crush it. But I don't – I really don't care (laughs) about Booster Gold. Yeah, Brian, same, same? Same, same. Yeah. All right. Yep. Kind of a not not a hard pass, but a, a little bit of a little yeah. bit of pass. I I'm kind of bummed that it's not going to happen, and I say not going to happen like I work there, but it it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. So kind of bummed, but also you know, I'm okay. We'll, we'll <laughs> we have time to get the booster cold. The next movie I'm going to talk about is very interesting, but not because of the character at all, but because of the drama surrounding the actor who plays the character, and that's Cyborg. This is a movie that, like I said, was announced as part of the very ambitious slate of films that DC was going to try to make what seven years ago at this point. And I think even 2021 was the year that cyborg was going to get his movie. And here we are, and it's not happening, but the long and short of it is Ray Fisher was cast to be cyborg and showed up briefly in Batman V Superman showed up even more in justice league showed up even, even more in Zack and Snyder's justice league. But because of issues where he believes that he was treated in an abusive, racist way by Joss Whedon, John Berg, and Jeff Johns, who are all involved with DC movies, and Walter Hamada, who runs all of DC films. Because he's been very outspoken against Hamada especially, it appears that DC has kind of said, it's been real, but bye, because he's not going to show up in The Flash, which he was supposed to. And because of that, it doesn't seem like Cyborg is ever going to happen. So... What are your general thoughts on Ray Fisher and this cyborg movie that's never going to happen? Yeah, I'm fine with his arc in Zack Snyder's Justice League being all we see of him. Yep. <laughs> it's fine, it, but it was, you know, it was complete as far as his arc needed to go, and I really didn't care to see much more, to be honest. Yep. Yeah. Okay, Brian, was that you echoing the same? I was echoing the exact same thing. I'm, I'm just, I'm done. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and Ray Fisher, <laughs> I didn't I didn't enjoy his portrayal of Cyborg in in the Snyder Cut. Um, I definitely didn't like it in Joss Whedon's version, but 
I, I just think Ray Fisher seems like a really nice, genuine guy. And, and I believe that he was kind of given the short end of the stick in terms of the Joss Whedon version of Justice League. I mean, that's clear. But uh, you're not going to get a solo movie if you, you know, trash the lead and, or the head of the studio. So, yes. sorry, bro. Let's talk about Joe Manganiello. This is a guy that we love. Well, I won't say we. I love. I think he's a good dude. Um, I think he's the perfect guy to be in a superhero movie. But holy shit, does he have some terrible luck. He was going to, and the movie we're going to talk about here is Deathstroke, really briefly. He was signed on to play Deathstroke to show up in Justice League. He's in the Joss Whedon version and the Zack Snyder version, hinting at future appearances in a Batman solo movie that, you know, eventually was not going to happen. And he was supposed to then also appear in Suicide Suicide Squad 2 from David Ayer, which not going to happen. And then he was given his own movie, Deathstroke, with Gareth Evans, of all people, attached to direct from The Raid. And Mm -hmm. everything seemed like we're going to Gareth Evans superhero movie and it fell apart. Just not going to happen because of the domino effect of, you know, Batman not happening, Suicide Squad not happening, Deathstroke's not happening. Real, real bad luck for Joe Manganiello. I feel sorry for him. What do you guys think? Of all the projects that are, are getting killed from the Snyderverse, I think this one should be resurrected. Yeah. Especially if you get Gareth Evans back. Because that is a director who can make a brutal Deathstroke movie, and I would love to see it. So if if they can make that happen, I'm all for it. If it's just like a, a half baked version of Deathstroke, then you know leave it for something else. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, that that actually is a pretty pretty cool way to look at it. I just wish that. That old Joey would just stop talking about this character. I mean, God, I know he's excited, <laughs> but my God, like, just because you you're you're gonna mention it in every single interview that oh it's gonna happen no but I denounce oh, no. the stars are lining now it's gonna happen like Joe just stop it'll happen if it happens. I I think he's come around. I think he understands that I think it's so. not happening. I think now it's more of him just trying to say like boy this would have been cool guys. And it could have been cool. You're right. Yeah. It could have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. Okay. Speaking of movies that seemed like could have been cool, but not let's talk about dead shot. Will Smith was going to, Will Smith did play this character in suicide squad in 2016 outside of Margot Robbie. You could argue that Will Smith's portrayal of dead shot in that movie was actually the only other good thing at the time. They're like, well, you know, we're giving Margot Robbie a bunch of spinoffs. We'll get to those in a second and let's give Will Smith his own spinoff, but that's about it. We didn't hear anything about it. And now that they're rebooting it, it seems like it's uh, rebooting Suicide Squad, I should say. It seems like this Deadshot solo movie, Will Smith is dead. Do you guys agree? Not happening? Yeah, kill that. anything to do with the old Suicide Squad. Yes. Just, yes, no. yes Except yes. Margot Robbie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but Deadshot, dead. We're okay with it. Yeah, anything to do with Suicide Squad. Just no. No okay. more. You concur, Brian? Yep, absolutely. I could care less about about <laughs> this 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 thing. So. Well, so we're going to move on to a movie that I'm sure you guys are super excited about, Gotham City Sirens, which was going to be directed nope. by David Ayer. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> right, moving on, Gotham City Sirens not happening. Uh, okay, how about this Suicide Squad spinoff, Harley Quinn versus the Joker from the creators nope. of This Is Up. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's Jared Leto's Joker, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Nah, 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 Juggle nah, a Joker. No, nah, no. Nah, nah. Then I would say 
Then I would say, let's. what's next on the list? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, next is a sad one. This is New Gods. Ava DuVernay was hired years ago to make New Gods, which is based on Jack Kirby's cosmic DC characters, including Darkseid. And it appears that Zack Snyder's Justice League, for better or worse, killed this movie because Warner Brothers said they're moving on. Ava DuVernay says she's sad to see it go. They actually had uh, a really, really good comic book writer, Tom King, who was attached to write the script. He was bummed to see it go. But it seems that because Zack Snyder used Darkseid so heavily in Justice League that Warner Brothers wants some space. So New Gods is the casualty. Bummer, right? They, they they genuinely do seem like reading those posts about the the death of the film. It is kind of sad. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It was I got a little you know felt a little bad as I was reading those. So here's the thing: Ava DuVernay is a great filmmaker. In my yeah, mind. unless you and, watch A Wrinkle in Time. Okay, I think also, she would even say that like A Wrinkle in Time might have been a misstep. But you look at Selma. You look at um, uh, When They See Us on Netflix. She's a a quality filmmaker, probably too quality for kind of like Chloe Jaw doing Eternals, where you're like, what? This doesn't make sense, but I want to see it. That's how I felt about Ava DuVernay doing New Gods. And she seemed really amped, like way too amped in my mind to do this movie, but with characters that like nobody else cares about, like Orion, Mr. Miracle, all of them. But yeah, bummer. She seemed really bummed. Yep. So. Yeah. I just I I was so put off by a wrinkle in time that I just couldn't muster any excitement for it. Uh, I was happy to be proven wrong, but I don't I I just couldn't couldn't do it. Okay. Or with a budget didn't didn't sell me. So we talked about Batgirl earlier. We think Batgirl still might happen. Uh, The Batman spinoff that doesn't seem to be happening anymore is Nightwing. This is for those that aren't following the comic books. Nightwing is Batman's first Robin. Let me back up one more time. Robin is Dick Grayson in the comic books, the first Robin. He grows up, doesn't die like Jason Todd. He grows up and becomes Nightwing, which is like pseudo-Batman, basically. And the movie was going to come out with Chris McKay from the Lego Batman mm-hmm. as the director. Everybody was super psyched about it. And it seemed like it was going to happen and was going to be kind of a spinoff of Zack Snyder's Snyderverse, but maybe a little bit of dif- different thing. But it appears that the 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 short version of this is it appears that it was all canceled because uh matt reeves is doing the batman and they want to see if he'll use dick grayson down the line as robin and so they don't want to step on toes um so what do you guys think bummed that nightwing with chris mckay isn't happening or are you okay with waiting i mean i would love to see it i love 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 the lego batman movie like every time i watch it again with my kids i just love it more so Chris McKay movie. really has some goodwill uh, built up with me, but you know, I want to see Nightwing, but I also just want to see a proper iteration of Batman and Robin together before we get there. R.I.P. Joel Schumacher, who gave yeah, us no, a that's not it. Of that's Batman not and Robin it. in 1997. I'm kidding. It was terrible, but yes, I agree. Brian, any thoughts on Nightwing? Oh yeah, I just I I love Chris McKay, and yeah, it's. At the same time, though, you know, just liking a director isn't going to be enough. I need something more. And uh, I've said that before. Eh, now, what uh, if we said the directors of the Vacation reboot were directing <laughs> the Nightwing movie? How much money can I throw at them? 
and Ed Helms has a part. <laughs> Ed Helms is Dick Grayson. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be up all night now thinking about this. Thanks guys. Oh god. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> you did Christina it. Applegate <laughs> is uh, Oracle. <laughs> yeah, let's do uh, this. Yeah. Oh, you know what? The the little boy who beats the shit out of his older brother in vacation could be Damian Wayne's. Yeah. Fine. This is Damian fine. Wayne's is. is <laughs> I meant I meant Damian Wayne. My bad. <laughs> not Damian Wayans. Uh, <laughs> oh I'm not boy. against any of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth's uh, dick makes a cameo. Yes. Chris Hemsworth's dick is Jason Todd. <laughs> yeah. The, the dead dropping. Now we're getting to the point. How come at the end of every podcast recently we just kind of go off the rails? I don't. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. That's when the drugs kick in. Yeah. Just kidding. I I'm a fan of Nightwing. I I enjoy. If of all the Batman adjacent characters, I think Nightwing's the coolest in my mind. He's got a really cool look. Absolutely. And I've always liked Dick Grayson. I think Dick Grayson. So in the comics, Dick Grayson's kind of like the heir apparent to Batman, but fucking Bruce Wayne just will not give it up. So he's like, fine, <laughs> I'm going to be Nightwing then, since you won't let me be Batman. You're not my dad! And and I think that's really cool, right? So he's got like a real like Captain America Falcon vibe, where it's like, you know, he wants to have the shield, but he'll never get the shield. And mm. I think that's a really interesting character. So, yeah. I, I want to see it, but then again, I want to see Matt Reeves do, like you said, Batman and Robin correctly. And if he can do that, then, you know, we'll get to Nightwing eventually. Next, we're going to talk about James Wan's Aquaman spinoff that seemed like it was definitely happening. The Trench, which was going to be like this super dark horror themed Aquaman movie without Aquaman focused on the, I guess, like the alien like characters that live at the bottom of the ocean. Recently, with New Gods, it was revealed that Warner Brothers has moved on and are going to, quote-unquote, focus on Aquaman 2, whatever that means. So, big loss. Do you guys care? No, this made no sense. No. Why scene... on earth would you make this movie in the first place? Yes. Because uh, Aquaman made a billion dollars. Yes, but the trench... <sighs> Those scenes were a mess. They were yeah. a mess. You didn't I like just... the flare in the water? No, no. It's, they follow look... flares, guys. It looked neato, but also for this is a superhero franchise. You're not going to get a bunch of families and kids coming to the trench. You're just going to scare the shit out of them. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. I think James Wan, who is clearly a horror guy, right? Yeah. Like clearly a horror guy. They went to him and were like, dude, you just made a billion dollars. What do what you want to do? And he's like the trench. And they're like sold. And then and then they woke up from their hangover and were like, whoa, did we just greenlight the trench? Yeah. And they're like, no, we're not. We're absolutely not doing the trench. Just make Aquaman 2. What the hell's wrong with you? Last and least. <laughs> I got to talk about it. Mike has been very, very good with yes. not following, not mentioning the movies and following the rule that was established earlier. Yes. This is your chance to tell me why they should make Justice League sequels. For those that don't know, Zack Snyder in the what seemed like years long run up of the Snyder cut talked endlessly about his plans for justice league part two and justice league part three, basically giving us the outline for what was going to happen, including uh, Superman's son was going to be Batman. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. He's going to be called Bruce, Bruce Kent. And he was gonna, okay. Okay. So without shitting on it too much, I'm going to let Mike tell me why these movies should be made. 
I mean, I don't know that they necessarily should. I, I really don't care that they're not being made. But I think that the audience is savvy enough to have a Snyderverse and a non-Snyderverse at the same time. So if they wanted to, and there is a large amount of fans that are clamoring for it, they could absolutely just have, you know, HBO Max specials, you know, that are the Snyderverse uh, continuation, whatever, Justice League 2 and 3, whatever you want to call them, as long as they can get that budget figured out, because I know that Snyder gets it's a little money uh, crazy with his movies and, and the amount of effects that he uses. But, hey, they look neat. Yeah, so, I, I mean, creatively, it's just bonkers what he's mentioned so far, which is kind of why I want to see it, is because it's even crazier than the the little moments of crazy that we've seen and if there's whole movies of that i just it's kind of something i'd be fascinated to watch so i almost want to see it just as a what the hell i want to see it come to life okay yeah something like watching a car crash (laughs) you want to watch it happen in slow motion and it you're damn right it's going to happen in slow motion (laughs) <laughs> just let it happen. Ten percent of the four-hour Snyder cut was in slow motion, mm-hmm. um, and that's not an exaggeration. So Brian, after the Snyder cut was released a couple weeks ago, fans immediately started hashtag Restore the Snyderverse because they thought they won, and so therefore they need their Snyderverse. Give me more Snyder. Do you want more Snyder, Brian? I quote Jeff Goldblum: <laughs> "Just because." you could it doesn't mean that you should so the n- no 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 we no this there, there's we're, we're we're done we're done <laughs> snyder i i think uh i think your little zombie movie looks pretty neat focus on shit like that man like just i i do agree again, that he's probably better off making you know smaller budgeted non-dc properties where yes. he for streamers where he can get complete control totally yeah exactly absolutely. exactly yeah yeah let him let him do his self-indulgent crap elsewhere Sucker I, I punch don't, three i don't <laughs> deny yeah yeah i don't deny it this guy probably still has at least one or two good films in him um and even that might be a little strong but <laughs> Yeah, I I just whatever he's done here, whatever he was trying to do, whether it was take Nolan's, you know, darkness and turn it up to 11 or just say, you know, I've got my own style that I think would work perfectly with these characters and everybody will love them. I don't care. I don't know. It, It just didn't. It did not work. That's that Snyder cut was four hours of my life that are just down the uh down the old shitter am i right <laughs> so uh i got a very serious question for you brian if you had to gun to your head buy a ticket to justice league part two or part three or black adam what are you buying a ticket to <laughs> oh god i'd see black adam because that's got you know that's got johnny johnny charisma in the starring role so, <laughs> um, is that what we're calling the rock now? johnny charisma and no, these films, Justice League and, uh, you know, the Snyder Cut, doesn't matter what iteration we've seen, there are no Johnny Charismas in these films. I, no. Well, who, who, who is yeah, the Yeah, please tell me, Johnny Mike, charisma? who's Charisma? I, I wouldn't say that they, they have been showing it, but I think Henry and Ben have, are, are good for those roles. They but, have no yeah. Charisma. 
yeah, in the they're, movies. they're yeah. not oozing charisma in those, no. in those movies. No, no. Just watch Henry Cavill in Mission Impossible Fallout. The guy is good. He and he's good. good in big budget and, movies. And Man from Uncle, if you're willing to nope. uh, look the other way for me nope. <laughs> for two hours. Nope. It's a good movie, but man, that's that's unfortunate now that we yeah. we have to watch yeah. those movies like that. Going back to Justice League real quick, we don't have and we'll never get full and complete statistics from Warner Brothers or Warner Media about the viewership on HBO Max. But if we had to talk in general terms based on third parties, it would appear that A, not a whole lot of people watched in in relation to what people assumed was going to happen. This is not the biggest thing that ever hit HBO Max. Depending on who you believe, it was either beaten, everything was, Warner Brothers even said it was beaten by Godzilla versus Kong, which just recently came out and is trash. And it was, <laughs> uh, had apparently more viewership than, or less viewership than Wonder Woman 1984. Again, not a great movie. And it looks like if you look at certain stats that even the little things with Denzel Washington might've outperformed this. So, yeah. and even those that started it, th- that's the other was part. Was it 50% didn't finish it? No, like it was that. less. B, my B would have been that <laughs> 36% of people who started it according to one statistic organization never finished it in the first week, which when you're talking about 36% of a four hour movie roughly comes out to like an hour and a half, which is about the length of a regular movie, which people then looked at their watch at an hour and a half and said, I'm not doing another two and a half hours of this. Now you'll have some people say that, you know, Oh, they probably broke it up into a weekly event, uh, four weeks in a row, blah, 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 blah. The Snyderverse people will have plenty of excuses as to why it wasn't the world beater, but at the end of the day, it just didn't perform. You know, like at it, the reviews were fine. Some were better than others, but the movie just kind of wasn't this like awakening of the superhero universe that people thought it was going to be. So it's just there's no way they're given two hundred million dollars for another one of these movies. I, I originally was going to say that they might let Snyder do like animated versions. I don't even know if they'll do that. I think they want just absolutely nothing to do with the Snyderverse anymore. They want to go every which way with these other movies and you know, they do not want to look back. So, yeah. And I'm totally fine with that. Go for it. Oh, they are, they're going, I mean, hell, we we're just talking about our man. So, <laughs> you know, they're going, man, they're trying everything, believe it or not. That is the end of our list. That's the uh, we went through, went through a lot. We, we, I feel like we were just in a coming of age movie. I feel we like started I didn't in one have a beard place. before and now I have a beard. Yeah, we started in one place and now we're just different people. And I might have fallen in love. <laughs> I don't know. I might have had another kid. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was a long talk about superheroes. And I think I can I can speak for everybody here, but I would say what, like maybe 50% of these movies were actually amped on, 50% of these projects cuz some are TV shows. And a hundred percent of them we're going to watch. <laughs> we will. Matter yeah. what. We will. <laughs> that said, I would probably not care to watch the Trench, Justice League sequels, Harley Quinn versus Joker, Gotham City Sirens. There are a few that I'm just like cyborg that I just couldn't care less about. So, yeah, I, I say the same thing. But at the same time, if it was if I plop down and turn on HBO Max and it's there, I'm pressing play. That's, that's pretty much Fair it. Enough. 
So yeah, I wanna I wanna wrap this up. Thank you guys for talking a ton of superhero shit with me. Thank you, Brian, for letting me know how much you hate Johnny Charisma and Black Adam. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the that's literally the only reason I will see that movie. Word anybody else? Oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how. Like, I, I mean, we just you just now said that we'll see all these movies. I probably wouldn't see that one because there's no one else I'd rather see in a movie that I'm not interested in. Is that a weird <laughs> sentence? That is a weird that, sentence. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't either. Yeah, yeah. If you're a fan of DC and you absolutely hate us making fun of the movies, we weren't. We were trying to be positive. I swear to God, you know. But just you know. Some stuff doesn't work, and we're sorry. Uh, <laughs> have fun. Watch everything, and you know, and and hashtag restore the Snyderverse. But here's the thing: <laughs> we love these characters. We want to see them succeed. We're not against any any you know you know film version of these characters or TV version of these characters. It's just what's been done so far has been questionable. Yeah. And a what's a mixed bag at best. And yeah. what's coming seems mixed as well. Like, you know, yeah. as much as we're amped on the Suicide Squad, we're still kind of like, well, why do we need Peacemaker? As much as we love Batman, we're like, do we need a Batgirl? Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 3, Gal Gadot's great, but oh, you know, it's it's a lot of that. So, we, I, yeah, I agree, Brian. I think we all want the three of us want all of these movies to be great. We're not sure that they're all going to be great. But, you know, fingers crossed. But yeah. but they will be made. <laughs> and Shazam 2 is there just to get him to meeting Dwayne, Mr. Charisma Johnson. Johnny Charisma. True. Johnny True. Charisma. And, I, I, and, yeah. and when they share the screen, though, when Zachary Levi has to look at The Rock <laughs> and we're supposed to believe that he has any shot whatsoever, I just I don't know that that's going to work. Or so. it could work beautifully. You know, I don't know. It could be ridiculous I, enough to be an, a memorable moment. So we'll so see. here's the thing, Mike. I love Rad, the, the 1986 <laughs> well, movie. How are we going to do this? Yeah, okay. You do. And in that movie, Crew isn't supposed to be Bark. He's not going to do it in the final Hell Track. He can't. He's not as good. He doesn't have the money. He doesn't have the looks. But God damn it, he does it. So send me an angel (laughs) so here's the thing zachary levi may need a little extra padding in his costume he he may need you know some jokes but i think he can overcome and beat up the rock that's just me i don't i don't buy it at all (laughs) okay well send me an angel (laughs) right now i'm so glad brian finally watched that movie oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> and for anybody else, if if you think like, oh, Charles has the worst taste in movies, I do. But well, Brian has the worst taste in movies. But then, <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> There's well, no question. I, mean, I think I think Mike also has pretty terrible taste. I think the moral <laughs> of the story at the end of the day is we are not the authorities on taste. And if anything, if we say a movie's bad, you just make the choice for yourself on whether or not it's any good. So mm-hmm. there you go. Ultimately, it's subjective. We love what we love. We just get to record it and and release it through the playlist. That's all. Exactly. Superhero content is superhero content. We're going to fucking watch it. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a good one. Everybody listening, keep listening. We'll we'll definitely not talk superheroes next week. And uh, yeah, hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Bye. Uh, uh, (laughs) Send me an angel.